Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, believers, non-believers, and everyone in between. You're listening to Stories with Sapphire. I am Sapphire Sandalo. Now get cozy and open your mind because it's story time. be going out of town soon for a very cool project but unfortunately that means the show will be going on hiatus until october in the meantime i will be sharing episodes from fellow spooky podcast friends of mine that i know you'll love so for this last episode of season four i'd like to share some of the emails and voice messages i've received my heart was so full after seeing all the responses for episode eight signs from the other side It was a nice reminder that these experiences are not only universal, but beautiful. You can send me an email at storieswithsapphire at gmail.com or leave me a voice message at anchor.fm slash storieswithsapphire. Dear Sapphire, I absolutely love your podcast and really enjoyed your episode about signs from the other side. My favorite thing is hearing about paranormal experiences, but I have experienced very few of my own, which is fine with me. But after listening to your latest episode, I realized I have not given credence to the synchronicities in my own life. In the fall of 2014, I moved to Denver from my hometown of Las Vegas to start college and be closer to my dad and stepmom. Like many kids of divorce, I had a complicated relationship with my stepmom, Terry, for the first few years. But by the time I was starting college, we were very close. To paint a picture, she was a statuesque yoga teacher with gorgeous curly brown hair who loved the Real Housewives as much as I did. Her posture was always perfect, and she always knew how to bolster my own fragile self-confidence. Terry made my dad a more thoughtful father figure and somehow managed to hold our frayed family ties together. Terry filled the gaps my own mother could not fill, and vice versa, giving me the perfect maternal combination. I felt lucky and was so excited to spend more time with her while going to school. Unfortunately, this excitement was short-lived. In September of 2014, Terry was diagnosed with stomach cancer. A cancer diagnosis was an unexpected punch to the gut for all of us. How could this happen to a 45-year-old vegetarian yoga teacher? Terry and I both loved old musicals. Cabaret, Hairspray, Jesus Christ Superstar, you name it. No one liked watching them with us, so it was one of our favorite joint activities. 
At my university, I worked in the media department, renting out DVDs to the staff and students. I saw we had Singing in the Rain in the back room, so I rented it out and brought it to my dad's house a few weeks after her diagnosis. I had never seen Singing in the Rain, so we watched it together over the weekend, and it remains one of my favorite memories. For two hours, we got to forget about the heaviness overshadowing our family and focus solely on the sappy singing and dancing. Everything went downhill fairly quickly, and she was soon 30 pounds lighter from all the chemo and medication. A full recovery seemed less and less of a possibility as the months went on. I spent every weekend back at my dad's house, helping out around the house and watching TV with Terry when she wasn't resting. I don't regret a second of it, but it was a rough way to spend my first year of college. By March of 2015, she entered hospice care, and we had to accept the fact that she was not going to get better. She passed away on April 1st of 2015. It seemed very much like Terry to pass on April Fool's. I continued to be my dad's right-hand woman and helped him plan every last detail of the funeral and manage all the other paperwork that comes along with a deceased loved one. A few days after her death, he took me along with him to the crematorium so we could identify her body. I don't think I would bring my 19-year-old to identify my dead wife, but I learned death comes with a lot of unforeseen situations. My siblings were still in high school back in Vegas, and Terry's son was way too young for any involvement. I was the only support he had. My dad asked if I wanted to go in with him to identify her, but I declined. I waited in the lobby of the crematorium while the funeral director took my dad into an adjacent room. I remember pacing nervously, knowing that Terry was on a cold metal slab just feet from where I was standing. My palms were sweaty and I was soon overwhelmed with the familiar numbness that I had grown accustomed to over the last year. I continued to pace and all of a sudden, a jolt of music entered my brain. Out of nowhere, I began to hear in my head, I'm singing in the rain, just singing in the rain. What a glorious feeling, I'm happy again. I'm laughing at the clouds so dark up above. The sun's in my heart, and I'm ready for love. The song continued to loop in my head, and it instantly brought tears to my eyes. The lyrics filled me with a feeling of bright sunshine and lightness. Of all the songs in the whole entire world to pop in my head at that exact moment, it was singing in the rain. It startled me entirely. I knew it was Terry. She was consoling me from wherever she was. I've chalked up many things in my life to pure coincidence, but this moment has always stuck with me. Before she went into full hospice, she told me, if you ever find a box of old movies and musicals on your doorstep, just know they're from me. Terry's been gone for over six years now, and I have yet to get a box of old tapes. But I still thank her for bringing me singing in the rain during the hardest point in my life. Thanks for all you do, Sapphire. Kylie L. 
Thank you so much for sharing that beautiful story with me, Kylie. So as many of you probably know, I read tarot and something that always stuck with me is this idea that even things that seem random are actually not. Yes, the cards you pull for a reading seem like there is no rhyme or reason to them, but you decided to pull these specific cards because you decided to in that moment intuitively. So nothing is completely random. And that's what I thought of when reading your story, Kylie. I think that many people might hear this and think, oh, well, you were thinking of her and you associate that song with her. But it's not uncommon for thoughts or ideas or full phrases to randomly pop into your head. I mean, that is what intuition is. And I've shared this story on the podcast before. I had a full phrase pop into my head when I met my now husband. And I think it's really beautiful that you saw this moment as a connection with Terry. Hi, Sapphire. Um, I recently discovered your podcast through my husband, who is a, a spooky stories lover, and he sent me your podcast because I'm Filipino, and I I can't say enough good things about this podcast. I, as a Filipino American, I relate to a lot of the cultural um, stories, a lot of the um, spiritual, you know. I'm talking to Sapphire. <laughs> Just really rich um, histories and, and ancestral stories that you share. So it's not just, you know, about the spooky stuff. It's about the culture. It's about representation. So thank you so much for bringing that to this space. Hello, Sapphire. I'm Lupin, and I wanted to share my experience after listening to one of your episodes. I usually listen to your podcast on the way to work. I was listening to Signs from the Other Side. One thing you should know about me is that I associate myself with two animals, the lunamoth and an owl. When I heard the story about the lunamoth, I took that as a message from the universe that anything that follows after that story should be taken as a reflection or a place of learning. I finally got to the part where you interviewed Kyle, how they explained that you should just ask very clear questions to the universe and they will give a message back. I took interest in it and, having an owl tattoo on me, I was half serious and half joking when I asked the universe if I was going on the right path. One owl for yes and two for no. Well, never make jokes with the universe for it will certainly deliver. Every day when I'm tired at work, if something is not going right or if I'm just questioning if what I'm doing is right, I see an owl, just one new owl. One I remember clearly was when a woman was giving me money for her coffee. Her wallet was an owl. I never saw this wallet before, even though this woman was a regular. When I had to go to a different store to finish someone's shift, I saw an owl there. In fact, what prompted me to write you this email was what happened a few moments prior. I've been trying to get back into fictional writing recently. I was putting it off for college work, and when I finally thought, screw it, and opened the tab for my story, I heard the hooting from a single owl outside. 
I'm listening to it now. It's peaceful. It was certainly what I needed after a rough day. I want to thank both you and Kyle for opening my eyes to the answers around me, as well as how eager the universe is to answer if you give it something clear and simple to work on. I hope you're having a wonderful week. Lupin. Lupin, thank you so much for sharing this with me. So I was talking to my friend Alex recently. This is my friend who I mentioned in the Witch's Curse episode. And we were discussing what makes somebody a witch. You know, it's not just simply having the abilities or having this power because, you know, everybody has that potential. But she said that it's the awareness. That's what makes somebody a witch. The awareness of the power that they have and the awareness to understand how to use it. And I think that you are demonstrating that. These owls showing up mean nothing to somebody else, but because you're paying attention and you know what owls mean to you, then you are receiving them. And I hope that everybody who listens to my podcast is now aware of things that they may not have before. And you know, that's the first step is just paying attention. So thank you again, Lupin, for sharing this. It's very validating to know that other people are seeing owls all the time as well. Hey, Sapphire. My name is Dan Klein. Uh, I listened to your premonition episode and it reminded me of something that I have happened to me. Ever since I was like five or so, I've had these dreams where I'll look through another person's perspective and I'll know that I'm a different person, but I'm not quite sure who I am. And then one thing leads to another and either they'll post a video or I'll hear a story from somebody that's exactly the same with the same exact people. So in essence, I'm predicting the future of somebody else through their point of view. And later it gets verified. It's pretty cool. Before I became a podcaster and paranormal investigator, I used to be a full-time animator and character designer, and podcasts kept me company while I drew, especially paranormal podcasts. One of my favorites was Jim Harold's Campfire. I would actually be shocked if you hadn't heard of it because it's one of the OGs. In fact, it recently celebrated its 13th anniversary. But if you haven't heard of it, it's a call-in show where ordinary people share their extraordinary stories with Jim every week. The story topics range from ghosts, UFOs, cryptids, and stories that can't be categorized. You're listening to my show right now, so I know that you love non-fictional paranormal stories. Stories involving the serial killer Ted Bundy, or a man who owned a haunted hotel. And also heartwarming stories of deceased loved ones coming back to say hello. Jim Harold's Campfire was a huge inspiration for me. So do me a personal favor and tune in to Jim Harold's Campfire on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to Stories with Sapphire. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So... 
You want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hi, Sapphire. Here's a story about a sign I saw from my dad not long after he passed in the spring of 2020. My family is friends with a young medium. She helped us a lot after my dad passed. We spoke to her and felt a lot of relief from the messages she forwarded to us. She told us loving thoughts from my dad, confirmed his favorite cookie, Linzer tarts, and made us feel like he was truly okay. One sign that she mentioned to look out for was the sign of the bird. There are birds everywhere, and so this didn't feel particularly unique or special. We took this sign with a grain of salt. Marissa, our medium friend, helped us try to connect with our dad on our own by suggesting we meditate and focus very directly on signs and symbols confirming his presence. Meditation for me is an intense emotional moment. I typically cry. So after my dad died, it took me a while to get myself together and meditate because I wasn't ready to keep crying so intensely. But one day I finally sat down and meditated. I was on the floor of my room and focused on images of a rose and of birds. I had a passing thought that I would have overlooked if it weren't for what happened next. I thought, Dad, if you're a bird, it's really hard to tell which bird you are. If you're sending signs of birds, if it's really you, why don't you send a bird to this window, this window that has no room for perching, and have it do something significant and loud so that I know it's you? Then I would know. Just a few hours passed, maybe one or two. I was sitting on my bed, and out of nowhere— A bird came to my window and banged its beak against the glass, knocking rapidly about five times and flew away. A smile grew on my face, one without much control. I immediately thought, that is him. There was no doubt in my mind. I had lived at that house for about nine or ten months at that point and had never seen a bird at my window, let alone a bird knocking with its beak. I hope this story gives comfort to some people. I consider myself very lucky to have seen such a significant and abrasive sign. Best wishes and smiles, Joey. Joey, thank you so much for sharing this with me. That's amazing that you were able to get something so specific. And this is just another great example of how sometimes it really is as simple as asking for a very specific thing. And I hope that the more people hear these types of stories, the less silly they'll feel incorporating this practice into their own lives. Hi, this doesn't really go with the podcast, but I used to watch you so much on Snarled, and that was my favorite part. You saying hello, sisters and brothers, that was my favorite part, and I just loved watching the weekly videos. And since I found your new channel, I've been really happy. Um, definitely gotten a lot more scared. 
and these podcasts i've just started listening since yesterday and i i really do like them and yeah thank you i know you probably won't hear this but uh, it's nice if you do get to hear me and oh it's getting approached to time just know i love you and thank you for these scary stories they're really amazing okay bye Hey, Sapphire. My name is Bert. I love listening to your stories. They really fascinate me, but sometimes they really scare me too. But when I listened to this episode, I knew I had to write in. You asked for our stories on your episode, Signs from the Other Side, so I wanted to share my story from the other side. I never met my grandpa on my dad's side of the family, but I always felt a connection with him. When I pray or get really stressed out, I will talk to him. I never met him because he died the year I was born, in 1994. He died of a stroke in February, and I was born in November. Growing up, I thought my parents were able to tell him that they were pregnant with me, but he died before they were able to make the announcement. I found this out my freshman year of college, and it really devastated me. I have always been told that he was my guardian angel, and I always felt a connection, but I started to doubt that there was any connection to begin with, because how can we have a connection if he didn't even know I existed? So one day in college, I was struggling with grades, and my boyfriend and I got very overwhelmed. One night, we decided to go to the beach because this was my safe place. I enjoyed sitting out on the bed of my boyfriend's truck, looking at the moon, letting the wind go through my hair, and listening to the waves. I was sitting on the edge of the truck bed while my boyfriend was sitting on the other side. I was talking and praying to my grandpa. I started to cry because I didn't see the point of talking to him if he probably didn't know I even existed. So I asked him, Do you even know I'm here? Do you even know who I am? When I asked this, the energy at the beach completely shifted. The wind came to a complete stop. It was dead silent. The wind was not going through my hair anymore. I couldn't see the moon because it was so cloudy that night. But when the wind came to a halt, the clouds started to move across the sky and I could see the full moon. I stared up at the sky, taking in the moment, because I thought this must be his sign to me. As I sat there, my boyfriend came over to me and said, Did you notice how the wind stopped and the clouds cleared the sky? When he said those words to me, I started to laugh and cry because I knew this was a sign from my grandpa. So now I associate the moon with my grandpa. If I ever get too stressed out or just want to say hello— I will look up to the moon because I know he is always watching over me. Thanks for reading. I hope you enjoyed it. Best, Bert. P.S. I have a podcast called Lethal. Let's talk about death row inmates. It's a true crime podcast. I cover a death row inmate every Wednesday from a new state. Every episode, I tell the listeners facts about death row, usually death row facts for that particular state, Then I cover the death row case. I also write to death row inmates, so I do cover that in my mini-episodes. Feel free to listen. 
Thank you so much for emailing me, Bert. This is amazing. I love the fact that your grandpa decided to send you a sign that was so undeniably big. You know, the wind stopped, the clouds parted the sky and revealed the moon. And it was so big that your boyfriend also noticed it. There's validation in that. You know that you weren't just imagining this change because you were looking for it. There is no doubt in my mind that your grandpa is such a powerful presence in your life. And so he needed to send you a sign that was just as big as his love for you. Hi, Sapphire. I wanted to share my own experience of receiving signs from the other side. Honestly, listening to Signs from the Other Side episode from your podcast made me cry. It reminded me of my tita, who passed away and recently visited me in my dream last February. My tita Mahara died in May of 2008, and when that happened, I was really young. She died from leukemia, and my last memory of her is when my mom, dad, and I visited her in Capis. I remember seeing her in really bad condition. Her body was so thin, and because she had tons of phlegm in her lungs, she couldn't really speak well. But the most memorable time I had with her was when I sat on her lap in her wheelchair, and she hugged me from behind. I never thought that would be the last time I would feel her warmth until a few months after we came back home to Manila. My other tita called my dad to tell him that their sister, my tita Mahara, passed away. Being a kid, I didn't know what happened, but when I heard my dad say, Ateko, and start crying, I cried. Every year on her death anniversary, my dad will always talk about my tita and remind me of how lovely and kind she was. But whenever we visited Capis again, I never visited her grave because I was too afraid. Then February 2021 came. Pressure and loads of schoolwork were on my schedule. After a stressful night of schoolwork, I finally went to sleep. I don't know how long I had been asleep, but I had a dream of being in a white room. I'm just standing there, and then I heard a knock on the door. And I turned to face the door, and I saw my tita Mahara. She was just standing there and smiling at me, and she said, You're grown now, love. And I remember waking up and crying, because that was the first time I saw her in a dream after she died. I went to our living room to get some water, and a moth landed on our table. As I saw it, I cried again. I sensed that it was my tita Mahara, and I whispered the words, I miss you. I'll visit you soon, I promise. After that night, I booked a flight to our province on her death anniversary month, May 2021. I visited her tomb and cried while me and my cousin, her son, reminisced about the times we had with her. Later, I mentioned that she appeared in my dream, and my cousin was shocked. He said that he used to have dreams about her, but after two years, they stopped. I think her visiting me in my dream was her reminding me that she never forgot me. My Lola said that maybe she needed prayer for her soul, and I think her presence made me and my cousins reunite and have closure, 
and I'm really thankful for her because of it. Tita, I promised Papa to name my first daughter Mahara, same as your name. He told me to keep your name alive so he could always feel your love wherever you are. You were always remembered and loved by us. I miss you. Charity. I love this story. Thank you so much for sharing it, Charity. What I love about all of these stories is just how different each one is. Sometimes the sign is an animal. It's a dream. It's a song. It's nature literally changing and shifting in front of you. It's a nice reminder that there really is no limit to how signs can appear. And so if you think something is a sign, it is almost like designed for you. It's going to show up in a way that's going to be significant for you that may not be significant for anybody else. So, you know, don't write off things as a coincidence right away. Really think about it. See if somebody is trying to reach out to you and send you a message, even if you feel a little silly doing so. Thank you for joining me today. Just a reminder that this is the last episode of season four and the show will be back in October. If you like what you heard and would like to support this independently run show, consider becoming a member of my Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash stories with Sapphire to see the different tiers and perks like live watch parties, early access to episodes, or private tarot readings. And don't forget to subscribe to youtube.com slash Sapphire Sindalo, where I post an animated spooky story every other week. If you'd like to submit a story, send it to storieswithsapphire at gmail.com. Salamat and good night. Stories with Sapphire is created and produced by me, Sapphire Sandalo. For more information on this episode, visit storieswithsapphire.com. Mm-hmm.